You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Thank you, Kansas City. We did it, baby. Welcome back to the Nosebleed Seats. I'm Jordan Anderson. With me, as always, my buddy Marcus Baker. Marcus, it's been some time since we talked to the folks. Uh, you know, we had the bye week last week, and then uh, we had some technical difficulties getting our show up. Uh, that we had recorded, but we're back now. We're here. Let's talk football. What do you think? I think it's revenge tour time. Raiders week, uh, coming off bye week. I'm ready for a bloodbath. How about yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I said on our uh, Casey Tailgater show that uh, a 20-point win, I think, would be the minimum that we're going to win by. I think this is going to be an absolute onslaughter because the Chiefs haven't forgotten what happened. Uh, you know, back when Las Vegas came to Kansas City. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm really curious. I think that uh, we're going to blow them out of the water. But we'll go ahead and start um, talking about this game preview here. Um, it's going to be a Sunday night game, so we will have Al Michaels and. Here's a guy, Chris Collinsworth. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to talk a little bit of Chiefs news before that, just what we've heard today. Um, and then we're going to talk our three impact players, as always, as well as finishing up with Marcus's make-or-break keys to victory. So let's go ahead and get into it, Marcus. Just some of the news today. Um, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz both removed from the COVID-19 list. That is great news heading into the game on Sunday. However, Mitchell Schwartz has a back issue still that he's had for about three weeks now. It's really starting to concern me. Yeah, I mean, you have to be concerned with it being your starting right tackle, especially a player of his caliber. That's the last thing you want to see is a back injury for a tackle. And especially somebody at his age, he's not a spring chicken. He's up there a ways, so... I think he's in his early 30s, maybe late 20s. I think he's early 30s. But to see a guy of that age at that position dealing with an ailing – wow, excuse me, an ailing back injury. There we go. Um, that was a bit of a tongue twister. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's a worrisome situation. But I, I think Rimmers can come in and at least do a decent job. I think Cleveland Farrell's still on the COVID list for the Raiders. So if he doesn't play, that may make an impact. Um, now, does is he on Crosby's side or Farrell? Crosby's left, right? Uh, I think Crosby's. R- so if the defense is facing the offense, yes, Crosby's on the left. Okay, well that's not so good. So he's then, usually against shorts. Yeah, okay, that's not ideal because he. I think he he worked shorts pretty good when he was healthy in the last game. So going against Rimmers, I'm a little bit worried, but. And I don't know if – I don't actually think Mitch Schwartz was healthy then. I think it was just he was fighting through the injury and playing, and I think it's just increased in severity because he hasn't looked healthy all season. He struggled in ways that we're not accustomed to, and I think it's because of injury. But Definitely something to watch for sure. I, I'm not sure if he's going to play Sunday. It's looking doubtful at this point, so I think you're, you're going to plug Yusir Durant in there. 
um, who had limited snaps last week due to the injury, um, or not last week, the week before, but uh, to Remmers. Or was it Remmers? Yeah, it was. I think it was Remmers. I get Remmers or Rankin confused all the time, but it was Remmers that got hurt and then came back in. But Yasir Durant uh, played there for a while. Now, is, is Rankin still on the COVID list? I don't think it was a COVID list. I think it was injury. Was it? I thought he, him, Schwartz, and Fisher were the and Hardman potential. I think those were the four COVID guys. I could be wrong. Chiefs definitely have some ailing injuries going on. Sammy Watkins aggravated uh, his calf today, which he just tweeted the other day that he was back and ready to go. So uh, what do you know? Sammy Watkins made a glass as always. Yep. Um, you know that's that's story for a different day. We'll we'll talk about it here, uh, maybe next week or on the KC Tailgater show as well. Well, let's talk this game preview. Last time we played them, uh, they bested us. They hit the deep ball. They hit the big plays, the big chunk plays. And, you know, we overlooked them. We've talked about it before. We overlooked them. I think we went into that game thinking we were going to whoop their ass, uh, you know, start to finish. And they did it to us. Um, I despise John Gruden even more now so uh, after his comments this week that – Getting petty over a bus driver, I think that's the ultimate level of pettiness. To be honest, I, <laughs> I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. To take a victory lap around the stadium, your first time beating us there in ten years or twelve years, however long it was, I think that's ridiculous. And I think that Andy Reid is absolutely going to run the score up come Sunday night, and I hope he does. Yeah, for Gruden to become defensive, deflect, and deny, basically, by calling the bus driver out and acting like, basically, it didn't happen, he kind of made it seem like the bus driver was lying. Um, That's just childish. More than just that bus driver witnessed it happen. We've heard things through the Arrowhead Live chat circuit and stuff from different people that know individuals that work for the team in some capacity, and multiple employees witnessed the Raiders circle the stadium. Uh, I saw on Twitter that one individual that I know for a fact is a part of the Chiefs staff in some way. I think she's part of the fan coordination uh, group that coordinates fan, like, uh, what do you want to say? Efficiency or what have you. Gets them around the stadium, takes them to the parking lot gates, things like that. Um, that individual, she even put on Twitter that she specifically had to wait for the buses to pass so she could make her way across the street to the vehicle. And I mean, and there was multiple eyewitnesses accounts of this happening for, so for him to deflect and act like the bus driver was being childish and making something up, it's just, it's just false. And that's a John Gruden thing. He's the guy that's gonna do something stupid or do something arrogant and then play it off. Like it didn't happen. And I don't have any respect for somebody like that. If you're going to, spit in the face of a team that's dominated you for years, at least have the gumption to stay, say that you did it. Like, don't be arrogant in the moment and then deny it in the future. That ain't. That is not – I mean, that's just wrong. If you're going to act that way, be that way 24-7. Be consistent. Don't show up the next day and deny that anything ever happened. That's ridiculous. Just act like you've been there before. You know, the Raiders used to dominate us back in the day. And, you know, the Chiefs, when they would get a win, they never do that. Like, act like you've been there before. Have some class. 
you know, John Gruden, I thought he was all class, but apparently he's all ass. So I, I don't know. I can't wait to beat the hell out of them come Sunday night. I really think it's going to be at least a 20 point win. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Marcus, give me your impact players for the Raiders and who we have to watch out for this time around. Okay. You want me to do one by one or just give you all three? Give me, give me all three. Okay. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry on this one. Derek Carr, quarterback, Josh Jacobs, running back, and Max Crosby, defensive end. I think those three guys, I mean, that tell the tale of the tape's going to rely on those three players. Because if we can contain Jacobs and force Carr to make plays downfield and he can't, the game's over. Because if you can't score with the Chiefs, you can't beat the Chiefs. Because there's not a defense out there that can stop the Chiefs. And last time we saw them be capable of scoring with us. And if they can do that and exceed our scoring output, I mean, that's it's like that in any game, but you got to score more points to win, obviously. But if they can keep pace with our offense again, I don't think our defense has as bad of a game in them as we saw last time we played the Raiders. It was the worst defensive performance, I think, from a coordinator and defense since the – Dating back to the beginning of last year, it was probably the worst game they played. Just the miscues. And I honestly, we've talked about this a lot. I honestly believe that Gruden spent his entire offseason devoted only to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I think he worked and worked and worked in the film room and on the play or on the practice field to ensure that they'd be able to take advantage and see some telltale pre-snap signs from the Chiefs Chiefs defense to be able to know when to take big shots. And it sure looked like they did. It looked like they knew what coverage the Chiefs were running when they took their shots because the plays were wide open. And it wasn't miscommunication. It was just calling the right play against that proper defensive look that the Chiefs were giving. And I know, as well as you, Derek Carr isn't making those checks himself. That's 100% guaranteed. He ain't going to see that. So it had to be from Gruden. And, you know, we do three impact players. um, You know, like a 3B, I would add here. Uh, would be Henry Ruggs just because he's been off the last few weeks, hasn't really done too much other other than the Kansas City game, and I think they're going to try to do the same thing. They're going to try to send him downfield, throw long bombs, and see if our defense can cover it. And uh, you know, I have faith in Ward. I have faith in Fenton. Uh, Rashad Breland has played out of his mind uh, lately, so I mean, I think he's allowing the lowest passer rating in football. Granted, he missed the first four weeks, but a 47.1 completion percentage, that's pretty damn impressive. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this matchup. I really am. Um, this is a game I think we're absolutely going to win. And, you know, as, as far as impact players, I completely agree with you. We need to get pressure on Derek Carr this time. We didn't really do much of that last time we played them. Uh, we need to do better up front, which I, I say that every week. You know, I preach that, but. It's, it's tough right now with the COVID situation and all of our injury bugs that have hit our offensive line, but it's got to be next man mentality and they've got to step it up and, you know, play to their capabilities. But that being said, uh, you know, stop the run as we've been okay doing uh, at least the last few weeks. So keep gelling as a defense. I think they've all started playing really, really, really good. So, you know we've we've got to keep that train rolling, and uh, you know let's let's go ahead and talk about Kansas City um, impact players to watch, and starting with Travis Kelsey, 
who I think that's kind of an obvious one there because, you know, he absolutely eats Raiders. So every time we've played, I think he's went, I think he reached his career high against the Raiders last time we played. So um, Travis Kelsey, Tyree kill as well. I think we're going to give them a little taste of what they gave us last time we played, send him down the field, throwing deep shots. Uh, He's tied for the league lead and touchdowns right now, actually. Um, After sign, I'm not sure with DK Metcalf, but they're, they're pretty neck and neck. And then Chris Jones as well. So, Definitely have to set the tone as far as a pass rush, uh, getting to Derek Carr, disrupting the offensive line, blowing them up in the backfield. You know, we've got to wrap up a little better. Um, and that starts with Chris Jones up front. Chris Jones, Derek Naughty, Tershawn Wharton, Frank Clark too. The the entire defensive line I would put as my impact player, not just Chris Jones. So let's, you know, let's get after him this week and let's go get a win. I just want to – I literally, from kickoff to final whistle, I want pure domination. I want this to feel like a 70s Chiefs-Raiders game. I want it to be that physical. Because this team basically looked in our face, laughed at us, and spit in our face. That's the reality. To do something like that post-game and then for them to talk the way they did after the game, you're right, they, they didn't act like they'd been there before. They treated it like their Super Bowl. So let's show up and show them what a Super Bowl champion is because we didn't last time. And I hate to tell you, there's not a person on that team, but their head coach knows what a Super Bowl champion is. And I think Sunday, 7.20 p.m. is the perfect time to show them what an actual champion looks like. And we weren't that last time, but we were capable of being that. And if the guys on the Kansas City side show up, those three guys, if they can make an impact and make their presence felt from kickoff to that final whistle, it's not going to be close. And I Kelsey Kelsey showed up in a big way the last matchup, but the defense let him down. The defense let Patrick down. I don't expect that to happen again. I guarantee you Spags has been in his lab working to figure out, okay, what did I show? How did they know? I think all those things will be resolved this week. And I fully expect this team to come in here angry, come in here pissed off, especially Travis Kelsey, because we know how he feels about the Raiders in general. He's one of the one of the guys that's really embraced the divisional rival thing. And I mean, it date back it dates back clear to his dating show that he did on E Network where I think one of the one of the ladies in there said she was a Broncos fan and the first response he has is I hate them. And that's not even the same rivalry as the Raiders. It's a whole different deal. So to be dis- disrespected by a team you already don't like being a player of his caliber I mean, I'd be I'd be scared if I played linebacker or safety for the Las Vegas Raiders. Because I think I'm sorry to interrupt there, but JJ Abrams or not? Why did I just say JJ Abrams? He's the director for uh, the (laughs) the Blue People movie Avatar. Wow, Jonathan 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 Abrams. Where I'm getting (laughs) it? Wow, I don't know where that came from. But anyway, that's funny. He had a dirty hit last week, and I wasn't really happy with it. So I think if he tries to take that on. you know, take that to one of our guys. I think it, you might see that 70 style rivalry, yeah. hard hitting, physical. I think this is going to be a chippy game because the Raiders are coming here with a chip on their shoulder thinking they've accomplished something. And I think, I think our guys from player one to player 53 is going to hit them right in the mouth. And if they don't, I'll be worried because if you can't step to the carpet and compete and be angry and fight for everything, 
you're out there to have when somebody disrespects you like this, especially an in-division opponent that you have a historic rivalry with that dates back to the beginning of the NFL. If you can't show up for that game, what game are you showing up for? Where's the intensity? I fully expect Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, even Chris Jones, I expect it to be dialed to 100. I expect intensity. I expect effort from everyone, especially defensively. This defense needs to show out and show up Sunday and prove that that game was a fluke. Because I think it was. I really do. We've seen now, what, nine games and eight of those. The defense, for the most part, showed up. They were subpar in the Carolina game and gave up some some nonsense points. That game should have never been as close as it was. But you've touched on this before. The defense likes to give up the big leads. They let people sneak back into the game in garbage time. I don't want that to happen. I think our offense is going to come out and click on all cylinders, and it's going to be up to the defense to make this a blowout. And I I really think they're going to be energized and angry enough to do exactly that. For sure. I just – I want an absolute beatdown, and I won't be satisfied until it is, until it happens. So Sunday night needs to get here. You know, it's going to suck waiting all day for Sunday night. Um, You know, but I get to see Carrie Underwood singing to start my Sunday night. So that's always a good thing. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm ready for Chiefs football to be back after the bye. And Andy Reid's got a pretty strong resume, I'd say, after the bye. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. But it is now time, Marcus, for your make or break keys to victory. So um, with that, time's yours. All righty. Um, looking forward to this make or break. Um, put a little bit more effort into this one because I know myself as many Chiefs fans, we're angry. We feel a little bit disrespected. We feel a little bit agitated. And it's just – it's obnoxious. A team like this should not be behaving the way they have when they've been dominated game in and game out for a decade against this team and this organization. So – Without, I mean, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and go for the maker breaks for the Raiders first. Um, I, I anticipate a lot more breaks than makes in this game, but with that being said, um, for the Raiders' offense, their key to victory basically is going to be to attack the linebackers. We talk about a week in and week out. The Chiefs' biggest weakness is this pass coverage linebacking group. It's improved with Willie Gay being integrated into the lineup, but he's not there as much as he needs to be. His snaps are still way lower than they should be, and 56 is on the field. So if you're an opposing offense, attack him. They have Darren Waller. They've got a quarterback that likes the short to intermediate safe throws over the middle. Early on in the game, attack the middle of the field with your superstar tight end and Waller. Make the Chiefs devote resources to stopping that pass game in the middle. And use that in unison with your power run game with Josh Jacobs to be consistent, chew clock, and move the ball methodically. The thing, if you're the Raiders, you want to keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline as much as you can. And that's the recipe for everyone. But keep him on the sideline, move the ball in intermediate fashion, take what the defense gives you, because there will be things available in the middle of the field just because we know what our linebacking group can do in coverage. And there are some limitations. But yeah, establish your run game early. Hit the Chiefs in the mouth with Josh Jacobs. 
and then work your play action game and the over the middle stuff to Darren Waller off of that run game. This offensive line in Vegas is one of the most physically dominant in the game. They need to assert their will on the Chiefs early to have any chance because they're going to have to get points as early and as often as possible because against this Chiefs team, no lead's ever safe, and that's just a fact. You can be up 24, we've seen. You can be up 10. You can be up 14. It doesn't matter. If 15 has the ball in his hand and he's got three receivers to run a route, regardless of who it is, plays can be made and leads can be dwindled away in the – matter of minutes. So if you're the Raiders, you've got to get out and start early and make the Chiefs devote a lot of resources to stop uh, Josh Jacobs. If you can make them stack the box or add that fifth or sixth guy to the box consistently every snap to help stop that run game, it's going to open things up for guys like Henry Ruggs and Nelson Aguilar in the deep pass game, which is really the only way they won the game last time. They hit a lot of their deep balls that historically Derek Carr hasn't hit. So if you're the Raiders, establish that run game, make the Chiefs devote resources to it, and then hit them downfield with that pass game because they're capable of doing it, which they saw last matchup. So if they can execute that offensively, they're going to be well on their way. I don't see it happening. I think the Chiefs are going to be prepared for it. But I think that's going to be their best bet to try to come in and uh, or actually show up at their home field and – protect it, and get a home victory. Um, for the defense there in Vegas, they can't die by the big play. they got to give the Chiefs the underneath game, short run game. And like we saw today, Patrick – or what? Excuse me. Clyde Edwards-Alaire didn't practice today due to illness, so it'll be interesting to see if he plays. If not, they still have Le'Veon Bell. But it'll be interesting to see if that impacts the Chiefs' um, ability to run the football. And if it does – that just, I mean, that's going to play into the Raiders' hands even more because you want to, if you're Las Vegas, you want to drop seven in coverage and blitz four because that's what they did consistently in the last game, and it worked. They got 22 pressures on Patrick when they blitzed four linemen. That's awful from an offensive line standpoint for Kansas City. To give up 22 pressures to four down linemen, and that's all they're rushing, I get it. It puts restraint on your your route trees and the actual passing game and the concepts and scheme and what you're trying to execute because there's an extra guy or two in the pass game. But if you're the Raiders, that's what you need. You need Mahomes to have to make precise decisions and take longer to make throws and seal these guys off to where they're not open immediately on a slant or a curl route. Because with the Chiefs' weapons, all you have to do is get the ball in their hand, and sometimes it's game over especially Tyreek Hill. So if you're the Raiders, you want to give them the underneath game, keep everything in front of you, and allow them to run the ball a little bit, allow them to have that short run game. Because the Chiefs have shown the ability to maintain the run if they think it's working. So if you're giving them three or four yards per carry early, that's not great, and you wouldn't want that defensively, but it's better than a 75-yard touchdown pass. So you got to kind of take – Take your bumps and bruises, bend, don't break, and then play aggressive when you're in the red zone if they're moving the ball. But the the worst thing you can do as the Raiders defense is allow big plays because that's going to crush your confidence. It's going to crush your morale as a defense. And the Chiefs can have a 14 to 21 point lead in the blink of an eye if you're giving up big pass plays. So it's going to be very important for them to get there early and often with their 
but their pressure, whether it be four man, I don't agree with five man blitz. I think it's dumb. Like, I don't think it's effective. I think if you're going to be aggressive, you got to blitz at least six. And if I was the Raiders, I wouldn't blitz six. I would try four early on and see what production you get because it was very successful last time. But if they can limit the big plays and execute the offensive game plan that I laid out before you, I think this this is a game that they can shock the world and sweep the Chiefs. I don't think it'll happen, but I think if they could do it, this is how it would happen. Um, for the Chiefs, though, I mean, it's a broken record. We talk about this every week, but it's a fact. This team can do anything if called upon in all three phases of the game. This team's bread and butter is aggressive defense, tr- attempting to force turnovers, and it's the pass game, the deep pass game. Those are the things you have to execute if you're the Chiefs to play your best football. Um, they got to score quickly. You want to put that Raiders run game in a position to where they're not able to run it because they're already down 14 or 21, and they have to throw to stay in the football game. That's going to be step one to help your defense that isn't on the same level as your offense most weeks. It's it's closer now than it's been in a long time in Kansas City dating back to the Bob Sutton days, but pick your defense up if they're having a hard day. Get points on the board early. Keep the Raiders' run game in check and make them throw the ball and attack the middle of the field. Attack the middle of the field with Kelsey. Don't throw it to Kaiser, please. Um, I'm okay if Yelder gets a target. Ricky Seals-Jones apparently has stone hands from the one reception that we saw. But attack the middle of the field. We know what Kelsey can do against this team. Get them off balance. Get them to where they have to play the pass as aggressively as they can. Or conservatively, I mean, excuse me. As conservative as they can to prevent big pass plays. And the best way to do that is to start attacking it initially and immediately with Kelsey. And then work your run game off of that. Make them drop assets into the middle of the field to where their linebackers can't focus on Le'Veon and Clyde. And then get your run game going. In my opinion, the best way to open this offense is get Kelsey going early. Because if he has confidence and Pat and him get in a rhythm, it's game over usually. That wasn't the case last time because the rest of the offense never came to envelop around Kelsey and Pat's connection that day and make an impact. But if you can get Kelsey going early and then get the run game to start making big gash plays when they adjust, you're in good shape. And then at some point, they're not going to just let you run the ball for big plays repetitive. So when they bring guys back into the box, attack with Tyreek downhill or downfield then at that point. And it's going to put you in the best position to methodically move the ball early, give your offense confidence, score with extended drives, get some confidence to your running backs, and show that offensive line that they're capable of running the football. And then when the Raiders give the respect to the run game, if it's succeeding, which I hope it can, I don't know if it would be able to without Clyde, but I hope maybe they can execute this plan, get Kelsey going early, and have success with the running backs. And that'll open up in the third and fourth quarter the deep plays of Tyreek. If, if they can execute those three phases offensively, I think it's a blowout. Uh, for the Chiefs' defense, be stout against the run early. you got to let your pass rushers work. And I know they've struggled in as overall unit this year in comparison to past years. But guys like Deshaun Wharton, Derek Nottie's had a great year. He's not a pass rusher per se, but the defensive line's played well as a whole. Chris Jones makes impact almost every snap. 
if he's going full speed, which we know he has a tendency to take some plays off, I don't expect that in this game with the way that they were disrespected following the last game. I expect everyone's motor to be turned up to 100. I don't expect him to take plays off. So let your pass rush work. Rush four guys. Rush five five guys if you have to. Do not rush all out. He blitzed so many times, him being Steve Spagnuolo. He all-out blitzed repetitively on third down against Carolina, and they converted almost every time. Steve Spagnuolo was single-handedly the reason that we were in the position to potentially lose the game. Down the stretch defensively, he made terrible play calls. Every time he sent an all-out blitz, they destroyed it and converted on third. Don't do it. I don't think it's necessary. Let the guys you paid $20 million a year work. Drop seven into coverage. We have one of the top-tier secondaries in the league, in my opinion, when everyone's healthy. Let these guys do their job. Do exactly what I said the Raiders should do. Drop four, or drop seven, blitz four. If it's not successful, then go to your all-out blitz. But don't start all-out blitzing early in the game and consistently do it when they're beating you every time. So I'm hoping to see more adjustments out of Spagnuolo this week. But you have to let the pass rush get to work. Let our DBs do what they're capable of doing. And, and I think our defensive backs have the ability to shut Ruggs, Aguilar, Hunter Renfro, everyone down. Even Waller. I think Tyron can match up with Waller and shut him down individually. So with that being the case, if they're trying to take these big shots like we saw last week, do exactly that. Drop seven guys in coverage. But if they come out and just trying to run the ball and run the ball and run the ball, you've got to be able to stop it. Let our front seven do what they do and have done this year. They've limited some really good backs, excuse me, to a uh, subpar day. So be mindful of the run game. When this in passing situations, drop seven, blitz four, I think you can succeed that way. Because I think those four with Chris Jones, an angry Chris Jones and an angry Frank Clark can make an impact. And all in all, just put pressure on Carr. If you can get that interior pressure on Derek Carr, it's game over. He gets rattled easier. I mean, he's like Phillip Rivers. You hit him, it's over. So for the Chiefs, all in all, if they're attacking you downfield early, drop seven, blitz four. On third down, don't all out blitz repetitively if it's not working. And focus on Josh Jacobs early so they don't get that run game going. They get that run game going. They can work everything off of it. So there needs to be a focus early on that. And then when they try to start taking their shot plays, do exactly as I said with the drop in seven. And I think if they do those things, they're going to be in a position to win this game by easily 20 points. An angry Chiefs team is not something you want to see if you're the opposition. And I think this team's going to come in upset. Their head coach seems like he feels disrespected. And it's going to trickle down. It's a trickle-down effect, and it's going to hit everyone, especially these players and guys like Patrick that are very competitive. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, my score prediction, I'm going to go 42-17. Kansas City. <laughs> I'm going 43-16. <laughs> Honestly, just to, just a point off there in our predictions. but Is that a Harrison Budker uh, missed extra point? Yeah, yeah, it is. Sure is. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. So, Kansas City, Las Vegas, in the toilet bowl there in Las Vegas. 7.30 uh, Central Time here in the Midwest. Um, Al Michaels, here's a guy, Chris Collinsworth, on the call. Carrie Underwood singing the uh, 
Sunday night intro. Can't wait for that. Anyways, guys, that's it for us here on the Nosebleed Seats. As always, go check out our KC Tailgater show as well. Uh, we'll have a new episode dropping soon there. So go check that out. As always, shop arrowheadlive.com and please check out our other um, podcast on the network as well. Those guys put their time in as well. So please go check them out. And, you know, we look forward to kicking some Raider ass come Sunday. Marcus, you got anything else? Yeah. I, w- I want a bloodbath. I said it when we started. I'm going to say it when we end. 20, 30 points. Andy, don't take your foot off the pedal. This team deserves everything they've got coming to them. If we're beating them by 30, throw the ball. Yep. I'm with it. All with it. Anyway, guys, I'm Jordan Anderson. With me, Marcus Baker. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. To the Chiefs' kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. Go Chiefs!